Starting Cast, a podcast about making a podcast. Hello and welcome to Starting Cast, the podcast about podcasting from Ogie O'Reilly. So to begin, I will be ignoring an entire segment right off the bat. Uh, they're talking about where to host your um, podcast and validating it for RSS feeds. But as Anchor does all of that anyway, I will be uh, skipping over this segment. I just don't want to really repeat uh, the Tags episode where it's just sort of quite boring things that are not necessary anymore. Obviously, if I'm doing it, you know, on my own, I don't want any anchor involvement, I would, but as of yet, I'm just going to (laughs) skip over what could be potentially a a very important element of podcasting, which maybe I'm not the best at it. Just saying. It's unlikely, but it's possible. So Phil was talking about how a great way to get a lot of traction is to get on iTunes uh, new and interesting, something like that it's called. Basically, iTunes recommends new podcasts. So you have to be, I think if you're popular within your little um, genre, within your little bubble, within the first eight weeks of launching so this podcast for instance wouldn't be eligible as i started a couple of months ago so it's too old to storm through the hobby section also it's a little bit of a um not dark art but it's unknown exactly what is the formula to get there so it's very possible you might be very popular and just not get picked at all which would be annoying Equally, probably people with an audience from somewhere else or a little bit of a money incentive might be able to find their way there. It's also, um, I think it's where I first seen, um, answer me this. Well, I was think I was maybe episode 60, so maybe they weren't new, but definitely it being recommended as a, was it recommended? I think I just looked through their top 100 and went, oh, that's doing well but definitely a high presence on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts is incredible. And he says you will get a huge amount of traffic if you ever manage to get that. But it's unlikely and it's not the end of the world if you don't. There's still lots of ways to get um, organic footfall from that. Another way of getting noticed on iTunes is... Uh, rankings. iTunes sometimes will uh, selectively pick somebody or podcasts for a certain genre. So obvious things like getting a lot of downloads, getting a lot of subscribers and generally having good reviews. Other things like um, is your image good quality? Does it look proper? Do you look legitimate? They may listen to it and see what the actual quality of the podcast is like. Make sure it's nothing... um, unsavory say so if you're lucky enough to get picked you could what uh, Phil was saying is sometimes once that happens you might kind of just stay there for a very long time it's not quite the same churn 
new and noteworthy section. So if you're a small enough genre, you might just sort of stay there for years and constantly get uh, a handy, handy advertising that you haven't paid for. Another good idea is to launch with maybe a couple of episodes. Just if something launches with one, sometimes you, you might, it kind of looks bad only having one, I feel. Secondly, um, people might just really like it and like to get a load and get their head um, around the podcast, get their head around the way you are. And then that gets them sort of hungry for more. They're looking forward for more episodes to come out. So then that's more likely once they come out, you'll have more listens. But yeah, being professional with your um, scheduling, you know, at the start, maybe publishing every day. And then once you get your head around it, at least once a week. So my schedule is a good example of how not to do it, which is sporadic at best. Every day, build up a lot of episodes and then keep it consistent, keep it regular. One way of, um, one thing that's more important is when people look for a certain podcast. So if there's a fishing podcast, it's a great idea to have something fishing related in your title, but then also in your descriptions and in your, when you talk about each episode, try and just have those keywords in it. A lot of the time you'll see um, YouTube channels used to do it a lot. You just have your keywords and you could just have a list of keywords that don't make sense in a sentence. So you could always just throw those in so it helps with um, search results. Obviously don't do it in a um, disingenuous manner. Don't throw up things that are popular that your podcast has absolutely nothing to do with. So keep it, um, keep it on point and just keep that in mind when you're writing your description. The more about the actual episode, the more likely you are to have people filter in from search engines because you may have talked about a certain topic that people are interested in. While if you just sort of say, Ugh, I couldn't be arsed today, here's episode 28. And then when people search for it, they don't know what's in it that they may have found if you had have arsed a bit more. Uh, when you're making a podcast, you want it to be about a very certain thing to help it grow. Well, if it's a bit too broad, it, um, according to Phil, it doesn't really help. It can just sort of, you know, not please anyone and then nobody wants to listen to it. So another good example of my podcast, a bit rambly, building a podcast, what you should do, but could maybe be a bit more focused in a lot more ways. So plenty, plenty to learn here from good old Phil. Something that um, you will hear people say a lot is like and subscribe like and subscribe uh, leave a review you'll hear please leave a review on itunes like people will say that over anything you know that i don't even think you, you know you can't leave a review on spotify for instance google's google podcast just feels very um mechanical oh i just need podcasts i have android oh that's just how they come it doesn't seem to have a, as much of a an oomph to it while relieving reviews and you know the rating it does help podcasts a lot on itunes it's obviously self-fulfilling because then more people go to itunes and it helps them out so you'll hear a lot of podcasters say specifically leave a comment on itunes it'll really help us out so if you're listening to this i wouldn't mind if you were to leave a comment and rank it leave a leave a score out of five on itunes he says that if anyone leaves a review i should shout at them so i'll give i'll shout at you if you leave a review 
on iTunes. And I'm also to get my mighty social media following on board to listen and leave comments so I can shout at them. I'll give you a shout at, I'll shout at you if you comment on the podcast. Uh, I could have a, a, a competition at some stage. Not sure what you'd win. Um, sadness I could uh, give out. I wonder if anyone would be like, I guess if you're depressed, you'd take sadness. It's a step up. So I don't know if I could do that. I, I think I can only put more water in your sinking boat. I don't think my less water added to your lots of water would mean you'd have less water. No, I'm sorry, that competition's been revoked. Um, it's also important to promote the podcast. So social media, that sort of thing. Put it on YouTube. I've tried these things, but they seem to be a bit dreadful. You know, I'm doing the thing where you basically just follow everyone and they follow you, so everyone's just kind of like not real. And you go, they do the thing where, oh, I'm sorry to bug you, but could you just look at my website? And you're, then I think it's funny to link them my thing just go oh please listen to my podcast so it's kind of like both of us are just shouting into the void i assume theirs is automated theirs is a bit handier but yeah try to let people know that your podcast exists to get some footfall because the minute i don't i think i just have people that know me listen you know so there's no organic feedback i feel in that lesson a lot was somewhat obvious you know try and get people to comment work with um, iTunes a lot, spread it about in social media, try to point out, you know, if it's about fishing, try to say fishing a lot, and specifically what's in the podcast to get people into it so they know about it. I know it seems obvious, but when you have a host or a guest on, you say the name of the guest, so it would make sense to say the name of the topic to get more people in. But yeah, try to promote it outside of iTunes, Promote it as much as you can in lots of different places so they can all filter into your podcast. And then you go, hey, everyone's in my pod. Get out. This cramped in here. I'm scared. So that was lesson one. Understanding how rankings work. Although we don't really know how rankings work, but we kind of have a vague idea. We're now on to the second lesson, which is launching your podcast, launch day steps. None of these steps I assume I have taken as I've already launched my podcast, but this will help for my further, my further podcast, my next podcast, which as we all know, will be incredible. He says, he says that you should be uh, amping up, hyping up your um, audience for your podcast coming out so everyone's excited so when it launches they're waiting for it instead of just launching it and then going hey look i did a thing which is exactly what i well exactly what i did i did want to co-host at the start and then i thought oh what if i don't like them and it seems horrible rejecting someone when they're the only one who's applied and there's no money involved so i just thought feck it i'll do it myself even though the problem when you do it do things on your own is you don't feel like you're letting anyone down. You just think, Ugh. well, if you have to go somewhere and do something with somebody else, you feel like, oh, you've let them down. So you treat it a bit more like a job. Oh, I said I'd start the podcast with them at five. So that is something nice about working with someone else. But I didn't, and I just dropped the podcast. But it is a bit of a, a hobby cast. 
so I failed to hype up my audience, which I don't have. One noticeable thing I've said before that a lot of the podcasts I listen to, I listen to them because I heard them. I liked them from other mediums and I moved over. Blind Boy I liked from The Rubber Bandits. The Off Menu podcast I liked because I enjoyed James A. Caster and I went, oh, he's got a podcast, for instance. Very few are an Answer Me This where I went, oh, let me try that podcast. I've kind of got cynical or, you know, got my podcast rut and I haven't had um, many new ones in a while. Basically, wherever there's any audience you have in any way, shape or form, let them know. Even if it's on MySpace, let them know. Realize that family and friends are people too. They're all listens and can help you reach that threshold, getting picked for publicity or for that lucrative um, new and noteworthy section in iTunes. So before your for your first podcast, you don't want to sort of have it like I did, which is record it and then upload it as soon as. What you really should do is schedule it for um, Anchor. You can basically say, release this exactly whenever you want it. What day, what time. So you could maybe... Uh, once you have it done, have it for in a week's time. And that gives you lots of time to hype it up and tell everyone, oh, at five o'clock on Thursday, my new podcast is out. My new podcast, my new podcast. Oh, and guess what? My new podcast. I'm releasing a new podcast. Saturate it with everything you can. You know, emails, social media, graphics, make a wee video announcement. Anything that you know of, give it a shot. To get people to come and listen to your podcast. Phil here says it's best to launch with a couple of episodes. It just seems nice to have, oh, a lot of things to get people people's head around it. I guess maybe 20 minutes just sort of goes. It's not maybe enough to get people interested. Or if people do a commute, that's only one one day's commute. Might only be one way. While of five, you could nearly get a week's worth. You could get into their mind. They're already in a routine of you. And once you're into that routine, then they're looking forward to the next one. One thing I do feel is sometimes a podcast can feel overwhelming, as Phil pointed out. You know, if you start a podcast and there's hundreds of um, episodes, you can feel like, oh, well, there's so much um, lower I've missed out on. I forget the name of it. I don't want to criticize the people there, you know, very accomplished. It might have been called Pappy's Fun Club or Pappy's Flatshare Showdown. And they had an audience, but there were so many in-jokes. I was like, all of these comedians I've seen before on their own or on panel shows, but somehow there was so much lore and so many in-jokes. I just felt intimidated. Well, you're just not you're not in on the joke it doesn't feel nice you're just confused so that's one i can't remember the name i might come back with it at some point but um yeah so yeah start with a nice number so people feel like oh i can get my head around all of the content and basically once you get the ball rolling maybe release a podcast probably every workday let's not go crazy every work for the first week or the first month just to really hammer home what you're up to and get people I use to your podcast because you can always record loads at once 
Although I've started listening to the Bugle Daily podcast and I'm not dying about it. It just feels like it hasn't the same energy. They just go to the day it's going to release. Say it's the 7th of November. What historical events happened on the 7th of November? Talk about that. Kind of worm it into general things that are happening. US elections. Big things that aren't changing. Brexit. I don't something like the bunker daily i'm sure maybe they do it the same but it feels like you're getting a bit of news also one i've really enjoyed recently is the financial times have a daily one i quite like the financial times because they're just sort of honest oh we just like business i don't feel like i'm being sold to by a, a think tank think tanks are really just pr firms for either governments or companies really but there's something nice when the co- it's just like oh here's a company doing a thing there's a company doing a thing here's where you might make money here's somewhere you don't want to make money there's a certain honesty about the financial times and their daily thing is like oh here's a nice wee news thing and it's 10 minute while other and the other one yeah was the bunker it's a nice daily i don't it's not quite as newsy it's fairly up to date it's maybe one or two days behind because maybe they've interviewed somebody about a thing that happened and then by the time it's up it's a day or two but yeah they're the only two dailies i like i'm not keen on the bugle daily they've also managed you know how i dislike their intro because it's so loud they have that intro and then they kind of rewind it so it's managed to make it kind of worse i don't know how but they did it but yeah definitely if you say schedule it for a week on the day you really do super shouting out and about letting everyone know that it's going to be released today and also you can double check that it actually did release because it would be embarrassing if you told everyone hey my podcast is coming out and nothing happens so you can double check i subscribe to my own stuff it doesn't show up as a download unless i actually download it so i can I find it weird that i forget that i'm subscribed to my own podcast because so i'll be looking oh what's new what's new and then i see me and i'm like huh yeah just double check that it actually went live and then you can download it because if you're listening to it on say good headphones at your computer you can then listen to it you know use it uh let's say try to use a, a strange app or use use the different podcasting platforms that you would normally listen to podcasts on but other people also ones that you don't normally as well and then see how it just looks to the how a normal person would see your podcast does it sound okay does it sound okay on different types of headphones that sort of thing but yeah it's important to get it on as many um platforms as possible and that's why i really like anchor because um it puts it out on several i think maybe seven uh quite a few i haven't even heard of but you've got your googles you've got your spotify's and itunes which are your big big dogs no soundcloud you do see a lot of people link into soundcloud it's a nice um basic and i find it's a good way to let people listen without subscribing just like a, a trial oh here's my um podcast something i haven't done by the way shows you how bad i am it makes a good thing about maybe encourage people to write a review you know maybe help people or explain it because i've never left a review I'm someone that listens to a lot of podcasts. I've never left a review on iTunes that I'm aware of. Maybe I left one and answered me this years ago. But I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure I'd know how to, but I have to log in and stuff. He says I should have at least 10 reviews on launch day. 
and I've been at this for months, and I have zero. Hmm. Well, Phil will not be happy with this. He's basically saying being somewhat aggressive might be a strong word, but uh, very persuasive. He's saying like, write them a letter, phone them up, go to their house, make sure that they leave a comment. To him, this is vital. I can understand when you start, you want to be doing very well. You want to be forging forwards and you don't want to be languishing because sort of once you miss that possible, if you have a great start, you'll get picked up by iTunes and you'll get on that new and notable thing. While if you languish like I have, miss your eight week window and don't really do much, then you are in big trouble. But the idea of hounding family and friends and forcing them to not forcing them, but um, pursuing them greatly to make them comment, like and subscribe and review on iTunes. It's just a bit, oh, maybe just Americans are a bit more cutthroat. But yeah, do it if you can, if you have the um, stomach for it. But I don't think I will be. But I could understand that if you, if this is your job and this is, um, you know, there's finance writing on it. And a lot of the time you might have multiple podcasts. The other podcasts might have started to languish. So you're wanting this to do well. I can see that it is important to get lots of people to comment nice and early. Rile up the troops. Get your fans ready. But yeah, it does seem a bit, oh, auntie, please, can you leave a comment on iTunes? That's all I really want. Oh, like phoning up people you haven't spoke to in 10 years. Hi, um, I've started a podcast. Could you please leave a comment and say it's really good? Five stars. None of this three star carry on. Five, five, five stars. That's what I want. I can see if it is important, but it does seem a bit embarrassing. So that is all for the classes today. I will now go on to the ramble. Hello and welcome to the rambly bit that's a bit more unscripted. So first of all, you may have noticed that I have new audio equipment and I'm also filming on location in my bedroom. I usually record in my car with a Boya um, lavalier microphone or lapel. Those little small microphones you'll see like um, people on TV with that clip onto your shirt. But uh, my best friend got me for my birthday a new USB microphone by Razer. So I'm using it and it does seem to be better from the wee messing about with I've done before. So this will be the first podcast with it. I would also like to apologize about the um, the last two episodes. There was uh, audio problems. I sort of have a feeling that um, things go wrong. I have to publish it as punishment to myself to not do it, do it again. There did, did seem to be issues when I updated my phone because I recorded those two episodes at the same time. So it meant that the same issue affected both podcasts, which is horrible. And also, I missed the ramble chat at the end of episode 13. 
which meant that I was upset. Uh, so I just I put out episode 13 unedited. So if you want to hear what my I sound like when I have all my so's and ums and horrible silences in between, um, fill your boots. That's a little treat for the hardcore. Uh, one little issue I've uh, noticed with recording on the desktop with Anchor is you cannot pause your recording. Normally what I do is I start off the podcast, then I pause the recording, watch some of the video. I find if I watch the whole thing, I can't remember it because I'm a div. So I watch a bit, pause, then comment and, you know, say my thoughts then to the next. This is almost like a comment. By the way, there's comment videos on YouTube. This is like a comment podcast. But um, now that I'm using the um, USB microphone, I can't seem to get the... uh, I'm sure there's a way to get USB working on a phone, but it's over the top. The website only lets you stop completely. So rather than it being one, say, one sound file, that I've stopped and started within it just makes every time I stop it makes it a new sound file so instead of 10 minutes of stopping and starting there are like 30 seconds 20 seconds one minute you know it'll total um the same amount of time but it's just annoying that it it just makes I can just record and then that's one sound file I can put it all together in um, editing it just kind of ruins the flow of it I feel I apologize, I'll be cutting this one short because for some reason my throat is causing me pain. Usually I could get at least an hour's worth of talking before my throat hurts. But I was struggling even from the first episode, or sorry, from the first class. It was giving me a bit of pain, but now it's actually quite sore. I know it sounds very... um. You know, I sound like a very delicate thespian, but, you know, I don't want to ruin my voice. And even if I am to be podcasting, it's still not nice. So, one other thing, I have a different recording method, as the car has a lot of soundproofing built into it. And then I add... I add a little foam thing in the middle, and then I put coats either side to cover up the windows. Even though I think they're angled in such a way to not um, cause too much sound issues. Uh, An old trick is to put a blanket over you as you record. So that is what I am currently doing. I have a blanket, well, I have my duvet between my head and the monitor so I can still watch the Udemnity videos. I'm sure it looks very silly, but it's a makeshift um, sound studio. Not the best, but better than not doing it. Well, here's a wee experiment. This is what it sounds like, as you've heard throughout the entire episode. And this is what it sounds like when I take it away. And I think it's much better with it. Oh, it was quite tricky to put this in. 
I'm kind of like in a tunnel. The only problem is kind of the top of the duvet sag, so I can't see all of the monitor. And then I worry if I move my head like this. But you know, just normal fistling you do um, causes noise. But hopefully it doesn't. Uh, I'd love to hear feedback on what you think of the new mic. Sorry for not chatting too much, but the last episode was, I try to keep 20 minutes. I think 20 minutes, and you know, we're not all a blind boy. Oh, I honestly have a sore neck now. Thank you very much for listening. I have been Ogie O'Reilly. This has been Starting Cast, the podcast about podcasting. We learned that basically you should beg, borrow and steal in order to get publicity when you first launch a podcast. Launch five at a time, maybe one episode a day for the first week, maybe a month if you're feeling fruity. Publicize it to everybody you can. Uh, encourage people to comment and do your best to get noticed. Thank you very much. Ciao. Thank you.